be seated, please. Good evening. So glad to see you back tonight. Thank you for coming back. As we have this opportunity to worship, it's good to look out and see this crowd. I'm thankful for all those who are joining us uh, via live stream, and just thank you for being here as we have this time to worship. Remember, next week is our family day. That is a big deal where we want to spend time with our church family and our physical family, and there are a lot of activities that are that are laid out for you, and if you Look at the, there's a table right outside in the lobby. If you look out there and sign up for some of those things, some of those things will need to be uh, sort of reserved, whether it's going to the zoo or, or different things like that. And if you would sign up for that, it'd be great. Remember, we will have uh, next week, if you show up at 6 o'clock, you'll be the only people here. And you can worship, just worship whoever shows up. But 1 o'clock will be our evening worship next week. And uh, just make plans for that. And uh, thank you again for he being here. Let's pray together. As we begin, our God who is in heaven, hallowed is your name. We come before you and are thankful that you're our Father. And we have this opportunity to, to come before the one who spoke this world into existence and to tell you our deepest needs, our wants and desires, our hurts, our struggles, our fears. We're thankful that you listen, that you comfort, that you answer, and that you are our God. Lord, help us tonight to look at your word and help it to guide us and give us more confident, confidence to come before you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. As a kid, our family tradition on Christmas Eve was to go to my grandmother and grandfather Moore's. That's my, my mom's mom and dad. When we lived in Parsons, they lived just about two miles up the road, and, and we would gather there and start out by having a great meal, and then uh, we would swap gifts. And then after that, the, the uh, adults would go into the kitchen, and they'd play cards. And, and they would play, uh, they'd play Rook, and they play a game called Pitch. That's the two games that they would play. And me as a kid, all I wanted to do was to, to get big enough where I could sit at the big kid table, actually the adult table, and be able to play. I sat and watched them play and learned what family members cheated. I could tell you who had the red one or the rook before they did as they were signaling their partners, you know, whatever they were doing, let you know. But I wanted to play, you know what they would tell you? Sorry, you can't because this is for adults. Man. I remember wanting to play so bad, but I couldn't because I was not old enough in their eyes. They, they didn't want me to, to ruin their game or, or whatever the case may be, and so I'd be forced to go back into the other room until uh, my cousin and I get in a fist fight. It wasn't a holiday until we did. We were really close in age, and it'd start out as a wrestling match and end up both of us getting whoopings, and then Santa would come the next day. It was a weird arrangement. Um, <laughs> But that's sort of how our family worked. But I remember being how much I hated being told that you're not old enough. It's, it's just not fun to, to be told that or to go somewhere and realize when you see, hey, I want to ride this. And as a kid, when they're saying, you can't ride this until you are taller than this. You must be this tall. And then what happens, you finally get tall enough, and they're saying, hey, if you're not this, if you're taller than this, you can't ride. It seems like they're always, people are always looking for a way for you not to be included. 
Tonight, I want us to talk about something that you're not disqualified from. You don't have to be a certain height, don't have to be a certain age, don't have to be a, a certain sex, a certain race. It, it does not matter. Everyone here can pray. Everybody. When you're little, I love this picture here, setting up, teaching, it is that, that gift that it is. This is a group of little girls from Spring Hill. It was really neat. They, they sat together one night at a restaurant, and we would go there, and we had the big kid table, the adult table, and the kids would sit together. And the adults, we had our prayer, and they were sitting over from us. And as we look over, the little girls had joined hands, and one of them had started praying. I started thinking, wow, that, there's something going on at their homes that's really good. Because they, they, they went to God in prayer, and it may be that, that you sit around as a group of ladies in a, in a small group and are able to pray, or, or, or maybe I hear people bemoaning, I, I, you will hear me say this more than once, bemoaning the fact that there are no prayers in schools. I've said, as long as there are tests, there will always be prayer in schools, okay? I promise you. The less notice on the test, the bigger the prayer. I, I, I've seen it happen, okay? Here's the thing. No one can stop you from praying. No one can stop you. you. You can pray as a group gathered around together. You can circle someone who, who is struggling and pray with them. You can be disabled and you can pray. It can be that you can be by yourself and you can pray. You can pray as a married couple. You can be in another country and be from another country and be a child and you can pray. No one can stop you from praying. No one. When people describe the Mount Juliet Church of Christ, I pray that they say that's a house of prayer. That is a group of people who depend on God and they show that dependence through their prayer. I love that on Sunday nights we have a shepherd's prayer where we pray for all those who are sick and struggling and go through that. But that is something that it would be great to, to be known for as a place who, who relies on God through prayer. Charles Spurgeon was a denominational preacher, and uh, they have printed many volumes of his sermons. And uh, he has 130 different sermons just on prayer. Let that set in, 130 published sermons just on prayer. I love some of his quotes on prayer. I sit there and go, I, I love this one. It says, prayer pulls the rope below, and the great bell rings above in the ears of God. Some scarcely stir the bell, for they pray languidly. Others give it but an occasional pluck on the, at the rope. But he who wins with heaven is the man who grasps the rope boldly, pulls continuously with all his might. What an awesome thought. What an awesome thought. I love this quote. It says, prayer must not be intermittent. It, it, it is, it's not an intermittent work but our daily business and the habit and a vocation. Prayer bends the omnipotence of heaven to your desire. Prayer moves the hand that moves the world. The Christian should work as, it, as if it all depended upon him and pray as if it all depended upon God. If God be near a church, it must pray. And if he not be there, one of the first tokens of his absence will be the slothfulness in prayer. 
says, my own soul's conviction is that prayer is the what? It's the grandest power in all the universe. It has more omnipotence than electricity or attraction or gravitation or any other secret things that men possess. You think about the power of prayer. A prayerful church is a powerful church. I love that this church prays. That we start our Bible classes out with or end with prayer requests and, and, or begin or end with prayer. That men come up and they lead prayer here. That our, our ladies' Bible classes that they pray. That people go home from here and pray. It is what we are called to do and have the greatest privilege of doing. And that prayer is a conversation with God where we get to speak with Him. Johnny Ramsey, a gospel preacher that's going on to his reward, he said, allow God to say something to you every day in Bible study, and you say something to him, something to God, every day through prayer. Several years ago, he preached at, uh, spoke at Polish in the Pulpit several times, and they published his uh, own CD, all the lessons he did on prayer. And, and I went through and listened to those, and I've listened through those several different times. And he has a quote that's very similar to, to Spurgeon's. He, he says this, No one has ever gotten all they could have fully gotten from God because we haven't asked. What a thought. Do we have a, a Father in heaven who has the power to resurrect his own son from the grave? And he has given us open, uh, an open line, if you will, to be able to talk to him and to speak to him in prayer and make requests of him and tell him uh, uh, of his greatness and also to, to open our heart. And, he, and Brother Ramsey said, no one's ever gotten all they could have gotten from God. Let's think about prayer tonight just for a few minutes. Prayer is the channel of communication with our Father. It's the way that we can speak to him. Psalm 27, 8 says, When you said, seek my face, my soul said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. How do we seek him? Through prayer. Do you realize every day or any time we pray, we acknowledge that God is? You want to show your children that you believe in God? Speak to him. Acknowledge him. It is an opportunity that we have to, to come to Him and to be able to, to talk to Him and that incredible privilege of being able to talk with the Creator of the universe. Last week we talked, as we talk, talked about as Jesus spoke to His Father. We get to speak to our Father. And He is the omni-God, and we get to pray to a God who is all-powerful, which means He can do anything. He's omniscient, he's all-knowing, which means he has the wisdom to know what we need and what we do not. He, he is omnibenevolent and he is all-loving. He will, he will always do what's best for us and he's omnipresent. He knows and understands where we are. Prayer is our open communication to him. Hugo McCord has said that prayer is... is, is, is need to talk directly to God. John Wesley said God does nothing but but by prayer and everything with it. The word prayer very simply means the, the speaking to God from the heart. It means to ask God a favor. 
To ask who? The one who can grant all favors, to ask him for a favor. If we were to read through the Bible and go all the way through it, we would see that there are some different kinds of prayer in the Bible that are mentioned. We would see that there are prayers of petition. That is where we ask God for stuff. We petition God. We ask him to, to, to give us something, to grant us something we need. There are prayers of confession where we get to go and, and tell God the, the sins we've committed and confess our, our struggles, our sins, our, our, our missteps with Him. We're able to, to pray and confess that. I love that in Psalm 51 we get to see a prayer or confession, if you will, from David after he has sinned with Bathsheba and also committed murder. We get to see that. Now there's also prayers of intercession. That's where we pray for other people. We pray on behalf of someone else and are able to, to carry their thoughts. That, that is many times what we do in a public setting. It's what we do in our Bible classes, right? How can we pray for you? And, and we, we go through and let people know we pray, have prayers of intercession. There's also prayers of thanksgiving. Thanking God for the, the, for the great things. Can I tell you, if I do a prayer of thanksgiving before I do my prayer of petition, my prayer of petition is usually not as long. If I go through and think about how God has blessed me, then many times my wants go down. There's also prayer of praise. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. <laughs> Praising God and telling God who he is and all these different forms of prayer and different parts of prayer are important to us and realize we have direct access to the Father and we get to speak to him. Again, it is our channel communication. It shows that we have access to the Heavenly Father. You get to talk to the King because why? You're a son or daughter of the King. It gives you a special privilege. It gives you a, 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 somebody that you can talk to and he's going to answer the phone. If you were going to call someone, no matter how powerful they are, what determines whether they pick up the phone or not if they know you? What if your family? What if they're your child? When I'm meeting with someone and talking to them, I, I try not to have my phone out because a phone can be a distraction. But while Brianna was pregnant, I, I kept my phone out for obvious reasons. And if she called, guess what? I'm going to answer. Why? Because she's my wife. There's a relationship there, and, and I'm sure there's some of you that said, hey, if this person calls, I'm going to answer, and most of the time it is a relative. You probably also have some relatives on the do not answer list too, but that's a different lesson for another time, okay? We are children of the king, and the king will listen to his children. Prayer is permission. He's given us permission to come into his presence and to speak to him. Romans 8 verse 15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again of fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by which we cry out, Abba, Father. It is something that is, we get to talk to God as a father. He's adopted us as his children, and we get to speak to him. 
this morning as we went through the, the lesson dealing with the, the, the crucifixion and the resurrection, one of the things that was read, and I'm thankful for our, our good readers this morning who, who read the account of the crucifixion in Matthew chapter 27. And as Jesus died, after he died, what happened? The veil of the, of the temple was torn from top to bottom. It was torn in two. What did this do? This gave people access to the Father. Before, it was only the, the high priest who could go into the most holy place. As this is torn down, we can come into the presence of God, and we can do that through prayer. Jesus broke down this wall, or if you will, tore down this barrier for us. Third, prayer is an act of humility where we get to remember and realize who he is and who we are. He's a sovereign king. Sovereign means he is overall. As the psalmist says in Psalm 29, verse 10. And we are unprofitable servants, even if we obey uh, perfectly. Uh, we, we, we have done nothing to, to deserve this relationship. When we pray, we acknowledge God is God and we are not. It's a very humbling thing to pray to realize that we have to ask somebody uh, somewhere else for something. But when we see God is as God, when God is God and I realize where I am, that he does love me, he does value me, I, I am special to him because I am, am his child. But when I realize how big he is and who he is, it helps me in my humility and also helps me to be more reliant on him. For some of us, being reliant on someone else is not a fun thought. We're taught what to be self-reliant as a kid. Yeah, all those things we want to do on our own. You know, it's one thing as our, as our children grow up, we want to see them be able to do what to to walk on their own and not have to rely on something else. To be able to speak on their own, to be able to to ride a bicycle without training wheels, and we see all these things of independence. And those may be, may be signs of maturity, but we will never, ever grow to a level to where we do not need God. And prayer, prayer, especially starting out a day and ending a day in prayer, realizes helps me to realize that, that, that where He is and where I am, and it sets the course for my day, it also helps me to be at peace as I go to bed when I realize that God has it. And this world belongs to him. Also, if we fail to pray as Christians, it will lead to, to a, a spiritual frustration and, and weakness. Why? Because we're not accessing the greatest power there is. Prayer is the, behind, the power behind and in front of everything that we do. God loves the fact that we as his children talk to him. My dad loves when I call him. My dad calls me on a regular basis. He calls me, uh, he, of course he wants to know how Ezekiel's doing, but yeah, he calls me. And before Ezekiel got here, he called me regularly to want to know how, how, how I am doing. 
And you know what? He loves when I will go see him. He loves being able for me to visit with him. He loves that phone call. It makes a difference. Guess what? As much as my earthly father loves me to call and commune with him, our heavenly father loves when we communicate with him. It is a relationship. It is, it is something that we are showing that we value him and also we realize his love for us, and we rest in Him. Why do you think, if you read through Scripture, look at the, the, the different thoughts in Scripture laid out. Paul lays out in Romans 12, 12, continuing steadfastly in what? In prayer. Ephesians 6, 18, praying always. Colossians 4, 2, continue in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing. A part of Every Christian's life should be talking to God. What did Paul do in his life? Paul wrote all these things. He relied on God. He relied on God. Think of all the traveling and all the preaching and, and going into to areas that, that would be dangerous for him, spending time in prison, coming before uh, people of great power and kings, and he would come before them. And I will tell you this, before he talked to anyone, he talked to God first. And so should we. Prayer is something that, that is a, it's not something we have to do. It's something we, we, we get to do. And I think this reminder from Paul saying, hey, continue. Be steadfast and pray. Pray. Pray always. Continue in prayer. Do what? Pray without ceasing. Continue to do this and pray and talk to God. What is your daily prayer? What I've done is I'm going to share with you some different prayers that other people have written to help them in different aspects of their day. I think it's neat and it's a really good thought. One is, uh, before you get out of bed, pray something like this. Father, this is your day. I'm willing to play my part in it. Put me where you want me to and give me the words you want said. I'm in your hands and I trust that you will move me and lead me in every detail of my life. Just thinking about that as we get up every day. Make me your instrument. As you get in your car, Father, protect me as I journey. Help me to remember that the other cars on the road are full of people made in your image whom you love. Especially if you're driving to Nashville, I'd say this one often, okay? To remind yourself of that. As you begin your day at work, Father, I ask that you use me as an ambassador in this place at this time. Take my loaves and fishes and, and make them whatever you want of it. Make me an honorable boss or employee, and may my conduct reflect well on you. Praying before you go to work, saying, Lord, today, wherever I work, I want to be your light there. As you go to school... Father, I pray that I will be an inf I influence others more than I will be influenced by them. I pray that I will be a person of honor and integrity, noble and kind. Help me to learn what I need to know to be a better servant of yours. And today and for the rest of my life, teach me what is important and what isn't. As you parent your children. Father, you've given me the highest calling. Most days, I'm not sure that I'm up to the job. But since you placed me here, I ask you to come alongside me and fill me with your spirit and help me to get these little ones, your children, ready for the day as they leave the house to serve you 
as adult believers. Why I try to complete the chores and repetitious tasks remind me that all are part of a greater mission. As you go shopping and push a shopping cart, or as you go to sit down and do click list and go through and choose the things you want. Father, this is your money and my body is your body. Help me to choose food and supplies wisely and be a good steward, mindful of his or her king. Be Lord over this shopping cart. Guide my desires and, and give me wisdom. As you look out the window in your neighborhood or your apartment, you see the homes of others. Father, give me three names. Come up with three names of people you want to make a difference in their lives. Place me in their paths and get them ready to hear about the love of God. Make me your servant. Use me so that we can, when we meet along the way, we can join hands on our journey home toward you. As you go through paying the bills. Father, most of these bills are evidence of a blessing that you have given me. I have heat, food, a home, and many, many goods. Sometimes I struggle to pay for them. Help me to remember that they are all blessings and I am to work so I can pay for them and have extra to give to those who haven't been as blessed. Let me not despair and get angry as I pay these bills, knowing that every penny you give to me is an act of grace on your part. Help me to consider how much I really need to own and what I should give away. As I know people deal with pain and disease, Father, I pray for strength to use this for you. May you be glorified in the way I live with this cross that has been dropped on my shoulders, on my life. Heal me if you wish, Father, and if I, and I will praise you. But also I declare to you that I will praise you even if I'm not healed. I will find a way to serve you and I'll find a way to bring you glory even from the bed of my affliction. Let me ask you, what would your life look like and what would my life look like if I prayed more? What would this church look like if all of us made prayer, dependent prayer on God, faith, building, dependence on God? Prayer that is a big prayer because we serve a big God, what difference would it make in this church and the future of this church? I keep up with some things, and this week we baptized this year our 16th person. That's awesome. Thank you for an amen. We could use a bunch of those. That, that's, that's incredible to me. Whoever's praying for that, keep on praying. Because I also believe this. No one goes into the water that hasn't been prayed for first. Most everyone that comes to Christ, somebody else has been praying for them to come to Christ. Can I ask you to do something? Let's ramp this up. Let's pray every day for more and more and more to come to Christ. What was the church plant about? More people coming to Christ. Is that what it was? To make room for what? More people to come to Christ. And we think about that, praying that more and more and more will come to Christ. What, let's dedicate ourselves. Some of you already are. Dedicate ourselves to praying for what? Just one more. To what? See Jesus as their Savior. See that need to be baptized. Pray for our courage to speak to those people that come in our path and influence everybody for good. 
When I think about Brother Ramsey's statement, no one has ever gotten all they could from God. Let's try. Let's try. Let's pray big prayers to a big God. This morning we did what? We, I love this quote again. Think about this again from Spurgeon. Prayer pulls the rope below and a great bell rings above in the ears of God. Some scarcely stir the bell, for they pray so languidly. Others would give it an occasional pluck at the rope. But he who wins with heaven is the man who grasps the rope boldly and pulls continuously with all his might. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's, as a church, pray knowing what our God can do. What we do this morning, we talked about a God who loved us enough to send his son to die on a cross for us and has the power to raise him from the dead. What can he not do? If God is for us, who can be against us? And a God who loves us can grant us all things. Let us be people who pray with confidence knowing that. Tonight, can we help you? You may be here tonight and say, hey, Craig, I I really want to become a Christian. Well, we do too. We would love to see you make that decision tonight to put Christ on in baptism. There would be nothing greater that can happen tonight than that. It may be that you want us to do what? To pray for you, to intercessory prayer, to go through and, and pray on your behalf. We would love to do that too. If we can help you in your walk, would you come now while we stand?